walking live as the limousine is pulled up here to the United Center. The home of the world champion Chicago Bulls tonight is the home of professional wrestling's number one program, Nitro Live. And oh my goodness, that is an NWO limousine. Tony Schiavone, Larry Zabisco, Mike Benet. There they are, the Red Pack. The city of champions. So weak. Hey, it's the knee front. You know, I say we call mom and tell her where he pumps up and bags the beach. We say we call her back. So it's going to rain. The tuna. Sweet. And the pack.
There it is. We're back. New Blood Rising podcast. It is a very special, special episode we got going on here. It is... Nothing clang. There was no sound. No. <laughs> no wait, wait, wait. Well, I've got a plastic cup, so it's what? not going to help. Although it's yeah. a very special plastic cup. I saw, cup. I saw yeah. that. That's oh, a yeah. beautiful... I love it. That's gorgeous. Where no uh, beverages gone before. That's right. <laughs> it is now on this date, 20 years ago... On TNT, WCW unveiled Monday Nitro, which would become a staple of the for the next six years. It would be a part of a very interesting part of pro wrestling, the Monday Night Wars. And we're here to celebrate it because it's important. Because Monday Nitro, for all the things that people make fun of and everything, it's a very important part of wrestling. So for the New Blood Rising podcast, I'm William Rankin, of course, joined in this journey through the downside of WCW <laughs> by... Uh, Jason Keesler. How you doing, guys? Charlie Stabile. Uh, uh, hey, hey, perk up. It's a celebration. Yeah, this is a big deal. I tell you what, Nitro, you're 20. You're not 21 yet. As you we're know, recording this, this is as we're recording this. This could change in between now and when this is obviously released. But there's been no talk about this whatsoever. And I mean, maybe we're too far away or something, but maybe at least in building up to it, you would see some more like WCWS stuff come out on the network. They're talking about we're all twenty, like four months out. Well, and right. I know it's still around; it, it's the company's still around. But you'd think you'd want to bring this up, especially to try to pull some people possibly back in, right? No, it only makes sense. You think it would have been a cool part of Summer SummerSlam? I, I, wait, you know what? For WCW. <laughs> WWE. If, they, if they had done like something ahead of time, like telling you, hey, maybe if it, if it was an in your house. No, yeah. I think maybe uh, a, a network special. Yeah, like, like, special. It's very simple. Yeah, I, you, nobody has to go one out and night buy all, one night only. Your WCW. And, and yeah. what, no, you know what they've done that I that I've seen to my knowledge. One thing, the DVD release that you mentioned. Another thing, they've added seven months of 1997. Or sorry. Uh, yeah, of 1997 to WWE Network of Money oh. Nitro. Oh, have they? I and didn't know that. I looked it up No last plug night. about that. No plug. And then one random episode from 1998 of uh, Money Nitro. Is it the, the one? The no, it's not, it's not even that one. It's some random one where Sting was fighting for the world title. I don't, I don't even remember it. Okay. So this is what they've done. January to September of 97, that's on there now. But they, the rest of the year, fuck you. And then a random date in '98. Huh. Look it up uh, tonight. Look it's up. ridiculous. It's the only thing that I've seen. Other than I just TV. it just seems unlike because now we're about from the day we're recording we're about just about what a little, little under, under two weeks yeah two three weeks yeah two, two weeks. weeks two, two weeks. weeks we're two weeks out on this and it's like you would think that you would be like hey guess what on the networks network exclusive we're gonna have. Uh, we have DDP come in like we always have do. DDP, and we're gonna talk. We're gonna do like a Nitro roundtable with like the, yeah. the legends on the set and everything like that. Who talk about Rick Flair, show. Sting. What an awesome Sting. showcase is Sting. You're, you're not putting Sting on SummerSlam, yeah, so you might yeah. as well put him on something. Not yet. Oh, well, touche, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> my friend. <laughs> that might be what happened. <laughs> I didn't even think of that, but yeah, wouldn't that just make sense? But. I mean, so of that's, course it makes sense. This is September 5th, motherfucker. So there, are, there are a lot of ways to tackle a, a Nitro. I guess some people might say, well, let's talk about the first Nitro. And some people are like, well, let's talk about the last Nitro. Um, I, I don't think you, you can't go. You're not going wrong necessarily with either one, but you really got to go cumulative with this. The Six whole, years, 52 weeks in a year. 
That's over 300 episodes. Yeah. So, no. like, And I'm... You can't do it. You can't do it justice in, no. in one episode. No. But we can talk about the things that we remember. Two things. Yeah, the two big categories are your Nitro memories and then the your ni- the Nitro matches that stand out to you. Now, sometimes those can bleed together, they obviously. They will. Yes. And that's With fun. That's totally fun. We're just going to go around here. Let's just start. Jason, throw me out something. What do you... Like, Nitro-wise, first thing that's going to pop into your head that you want to talk about? Jericho. <laughs> I mean, like, like, like yeah. I Monday like Night Jericho. Monday Night Jericho, and not just that. Like, Jericho is someone when, as watching WCW from the get go for Nitro, seeing this kid come out young. Here's this young young man. That's how they would plug him. He'd win. Oh God! And then smiling his the, face. Yeah, smiling. And then the night he got frustrated with his match with Ray, the banging the chair, and watching this person progress to what they did. I don't just mean it like oh, it's like. It's like this is amazing. You watch someone learn and become who they're going to be. Mm-hmm. And just the, the all the stuff. like Because he gave us a lot of moments. Just him. I mean, the, the conspiracy theory. Where he went to Capitol. They had that uh, episode in D.C. And he's on Capitol Hill running oh, around. Oh, that's in right. In the tuxedo. But his still stupid ass haircut. That's so funny. Because yeah. Dean Malenko beat him. The, the thousand and the, four the holes. The thousand and four holes. arm bar. What, what arm made drag. that was they let, they went to commercial, came back, and he's still doing well, it. What, you know what he was doing in during the commercial break? Well, I forget. He was, whatever the town was. He was blasting every single one of their sports teams. Every one of them. They suck. These guys suck. But that's why when it comes back from commercial, and that's why it sounds like he has nuclear heat. Yeah, nice. Because he has very. He, has, nice. he immediately switched and went right back to the holds. That's pretty that is smart. And what the little button on it that is so good is when he finally gets kicked out of the ring, he doesn't have all of his papers with him, so he's like, "Give me my holds." <laughs> <laughs> and the referee hands him the rest of his hold and just walks out with the papers. He's he was Zack Ryder in 1998 before Zack Ryder. That's what was so cool. Found, he got himself over, way to get over without anyone doing it for him. The standee of Dean Malenko. Oh, um, and how he just talked to him. Oh God. He in a span of like that was like what December to like April I think was his reign as cruiserweight champion. Yeah. That was the best cruiserweight run of anybody. Without a doubt. And it wasn't because of his in-ring, which was still very good. Uh, his in-ring was solid. He was a great character. He was yeah. a great character. He had, at the maybe of all time, the best submission move oh, yeah. in wrestling. Right. The WCW version. The WCW the version. Yes. The version that just, wow. Yeah, we practiced and that in the court. The inadvertent, uh, the feud with Goldberg, he tried to make happen. Yeah, and the fans wanted it. Yeah, and because they Goldberg, wanted to see him get his ass, kicked. they wanted to see him get his ass kicked, and and go, it would have been fine. And then just no one had it. That, you, you heard Goldberg talk about it, right? No, he, Goldberg talked about it. He said the reason he didn't want to do it because he just didn't find it even remotely believable that someone like Chris Jericho could beat him. This is very Fuck simple. You, 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 this is very simple. You just get him injured before the match. Yeah, it's it's yeah. not hard. I mean, like. I, and this is why you don't get the business. You, like, yeah. you don't get it. And I maybe you're not a fan. Fine, I get it. But you know what? A lot of people are, and a lot of people have some really good insight about how to make you better. Mm-hmm. And you know what? This can make you oh, better. That made, yeah. And what did, what does Goldberg do? Remember the spear that he did to uh, Jericho? Yeah. He, it was it was murder. Like the he hit him full force. And that's why years later, I mean, it's so endearing to hear Jericho just straight up took him down in the locker room. Yeah. yeah. And everyone was like. Man, man, I like man. man God damn, you see, you see Jericho do that shit. Hey, Glenn, come here. It reminded me of Usual Suspects, man. I didn't see it coming. Oh, well, you ever read Paradise Lost? <laughs> shit, yeah, I know you have. This is like it. 
<laughs> Shit, yeah, I know, yeah. This is like, fucking ain't right. But, um, I mean, who the hell am I talking to? I mean, the, the Monday Night Jericho okay. shirt, although, like, it was obviously supposed to be a gimmick, like, it's Monday Night Jericho, like, I'm so egotistical. No, no, no. That made Nitro, that was made it must see. It was like, because you were hoping before 9 o'clock, between 8 and 9 is when Jericho would come on. It's like, all right, now I can have my complete yes. undivided attention to it. Yeah. And he, he was always, and I, I wrote it to you in the email. Jericho, one of the few, he was so much better in WCW than he was in WWE. Yeah. I, even though he he tried to reinvent himself in different ways. Did, it's, I hated the 2008 Jericho. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't like the suit, Jericho? Nick Bockwinkle no, I'm just going to be serious. Oh, I'm like, yeah. I remember you. You were yeah. the goofiest yet most endearing heel. Yeah. In WCW, so many things. Ralphus. Yes. Ralphus. Found the, him on the street. The Kenny Powers, Kenny Powers lookalike dude that was part of the security. You've seen them. Yeah. There's a dude that looked this. just fucking like Kenny Powers in the Jericho security cutoff. That would walk. It was it was Ralphus, him, and this dude. Jericho found great ways to take things from pop culture and incorporate them. In particular, um, when he. I love how this worked. He was making fun of Goldberg's ring entrance, but at the same time paying an homage to Spinal Tap. Uh -huh. He couldn't find where the ring was. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah, and it was like he's doing two jokes at once. He was so creative you know, coming up with this stuff, but he couldn't break through. And it wasn't with the people. No, with the, oh, no, with us he was through. Yeah, it was with the money people right. that he didn't. And then, But that's the thing, though, is I did not, because I love Jericho so much, I did not have cable for a while in 99. I was sitting at a McDonald's in Chesney, South Carolina, that night, the Raw, because I thought that was going to be Chris Jericho, waiting the for The Millennium that Man. And it was. And it was amazing. Oh, it's still up there. If, like, it's got to be still in that top ten greatest Raw pops of all time. Well, not even that, but the build-up. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. the, the, not to talk about Raw, but right. the, count, just, the countdown clock was incredible because it was the countdown of the Millennium. And then, you know, and they would show it every week. And then you slowly began to realize... That the clock wasn't matching up with the day. No. And you figured it out for yourself, mm -hmm. as I recall. And you're like, wait, this isn't for New Year's. This is for this is August. This is, yeah, <laughs> this is, yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, and then it turns out this was Jericho's idea. Holy smokes, yeah. As a way to come in to the company. Jericho was just a, a fountain of good ideas. And yeah. WCW could have done so much with him. Have yeah. you ever watched the unedited version? Like, if you go to YouTube and watch someone's upload. When he comes out and he's standing there and he's doing his Jericho pose and he's soaking it in, you see someone's hand from the curtain to do this on the the edited version. It's zoomed in I so you don't stop see it. gloating. Or? The, to come on, I mean, like, but I'm sorry. There's <laughs> that's got to be an amazing like set of feelings. Oh, right, a guy the a Rock. WCW you're, interu guy. you're interrupting the Rock. Yeah, and this is a WCW guy. And that crowd was red hot yeah. for Chris Jericho, You're not who'd just been showing, absent for a while yeah. from television. You're yeah. not just showing up to do a match and win something. You're getting an interrupting The Rock, and it's and it's it took him it took him a while to get over mm -hmm. in WWE for obvious reasons. And of course, uh, as he loves to point out, it took st two storylines with two women to get him over for some reason. Yeah. And Jericho did great in WWE yeah. uh, for a time, and he has that that's distinction that we always hear about with Stone Cold and The Rock. But his time in WCW, I think, is infinitely better. Yeah. Because he made it must-see TV. Yeah. So there's Jericho. Throw one out. Yeah. Um, Match your memory, whatever you want. My first memory of Nitro, I remember watching the first episode. Mm -hmm. uh, I was at my grandmother's house, and I remember 
It's weird how WWE looks back on it because Vince is like, oh, I heard they were going to do it in a mall. And I was like, it's kind of cheesy. But as an eight-year-old, I thought that was kind of cool. And it was the Mall of America in Minnesota. And that's the first time I'd ever heard of the Mall of America. And every time that, that mall is in a movie now, like Jingle All the Way or something, yeah. I think of Nitro. <laughs> I, 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 I associate I think that. Mall Rats because Mall Rats was shot mall, in the... Mall Rats did it too. Yeah. Like, and that was the same year. Yeah. Yeah. Mall of America was hot. So I love like watching a wrestling match happen during that show while people were going up escalators. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, man, what's all that? What is happening in the food court? And that was, a, for one hour show, that was a stacked card. That yeah, that was, was a good card. Opening match and clo- or opening match was uh, Liger and uh, Liger and Pillman. Pillman yep. right? Liger and Pillman. And Sting fought Flair. Yeah. Hogan fought uh, Big Bubba Rogers. That's must-see. That is must-see. Big must see. No, 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 it was. Hulk Hogan wrestling... On live television for free, yeah. right? He never wrestled. It's on just Raw. the opponent I'm laughing. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but it's still, they, they, I mean, there was no one else. To I get to see happen. Hulk Hogan fight. Yeah. He did not used to do that, like on live television during the '90s. Yeah. You know, like, Saturday Night's main events one thing, but never saw him on Raw. Yeah. Like, so you had to pay to watch Hulk Hogan. So yeah, that was great. And then Luger comes out. Yeah, that's where I want to. Be- there are three names. That the first thing I think of now is Lex Luger, Rick Rude, and Medusa. Because oh. all three had, I mean, just swerve appearances that were just like, holy shit, are you kidding? Especially the Rick Rude one. Yeah. The fact that he actually did all three promotions in the same weekend. Yeah. ECW. Because he, he did right. ECW pre-tape. It was on Raw and Nitro simultaneously. Didn't they schedule it on Nitro? He came out at the same time his segment was on Raw? I think they did. Because I think mm. you could honestly switch the channel and you'd see Rick Rude on both. Yeah, no, I remember doing it. Yeah. His, I remember his promotion, doing it. His, I remember his promo started out with... DX. On NWO, he's surrounded by all these guys, and he just goes, I remember his, oh, what a difference a day makes. Yeah. Oh, my God. You want to talk about a great line in the history of wrestling that you never see repeated, like, on Monday Night Wars, or uh, that talked about as a, as a pivotal moment. That was a big deal. Yeah, what a difference a day. So cool. And then the Medusa one is just like, you took a WWF title on WCW television and you trashed it. It's like, oh, you guys are cool. God, yeah. You guys are fucking cool. Eric Bischoff. Uh, Even though it's, uh, it's you know, classless. It's but, classless. And, you know, but you but know, it made, it made from you a think, 12-year-old. Yeah, whatever. Was like, cool. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Bischoff did this. Huh, he excelled in this department. Uh, and he's talked about it like in that weird... Video, that interview of him in 2003. Oh, yeah, he was in the empty arena? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this was, and it's very true what he said. He said, I tried to make the company as different as possible. Uh, they were they were cartoony. I was going to be more real. They did live interview segments. I wanted to do pre-recorded. Those NWO segments that were in black and white are so cool. Cool thing I heard about those was that Nation Hall, like, you know, they had their own perception. They are like, the first take... Hogan cuts it just like red and like uh, or, um, red, and, yeah, red, red and, and yellow Hogan. Like he's in that style, and they had to tell no, him, like no, no. they had to tell him like Hulk, you, that's not this. And so it took a little bit for Hogan to mold into Hogan his, was so different. Yeah, uh, in those video packages. Oh yeah, those videos were fantastic. Like I, even like when they started doing other ones, like of course it was in poor taste. Now the Sting like when they're going down off the rafters and they cut the cord, so he. Falls. Like, yeah. Of course, it was in poor taste, but before then, it was like, oh, yeah, man, look at all the stuff they're doing. They're yeah. crazy. I mean, like, the they, the they, black and white, the editing. I, so let's the, build on that. Let's just go back. Like, Hall and Nash appearing on Nitro is, is and, and universally. With, with, the, with the curl. Yeah. yeah. Superman Hall. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, the curl that he had is Razor Ramon. I feel like we have to talk about because it it's absolutely it, you, yeah. you, you because can't. this was shock. Oh, I mean, yeah. it, it, like like this is one thing that during Monday Night Wars, the show that they talk about as being shocking, and it actually was. Yeah. this was so strange. I wasn't aware of the curtain call at the time. Right. Uh, so, and I didn't even know that they left the company. But to see this, yeah, and to see them, you don't know who. Oh, sorry, you know who we are, but you don't know why we're here. And yeah. wow, which leads to the jackknife powerbomb. Uh, that they give to Eric Bischoff. Yeah. That looked like it killed him. Okay. Go ahead and throw in, like, because you wrote it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Jackknife through the everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's good. Tell me the the promo line. The most infamous botch of all time in a promo. Oh. Oh. I don't say it. To me, it's infamous. Oh, it's, it's just been, so bad. Well, uh, Botchamania is the one that really, like, emphasized how st- stupid uh, this comment <laughs> was. But WCW. Where the big boys play, huh? Look at the adjective. Play. <laughs> we don't play. Oh, it geez. was almost the coolest line ever. Yeah. It was so close. Jesus. And then you're, you're going to school the next Tuesday morning, and you're like, no, no, Billy, that's what's not a an verb. Adjective. That's a that's an adjective. Yeah. Santa Claus is spelled with an E at the end. I've seen the Tim Allen movie. Ah. <laughs> Failed is, that spelling test. This is legally bonding. <laughs> so, like, NW, what do you guys... Remember the... NW thinks they've got Sting, and Sting comes out for the very first time in black and white. Yeah. And it's like, and if you listen to the commentary, Bischoff is so over the top, like, don't do it, Sting. Oh, yeah. Don't do it. What's he? No, he can't well, do, do it. Do you remember why Sting was doing this? Yes. That, yeah, it was, uh, they, they, was it War Games? Yes, it was. That this happened the at? The bogus Sting. And then there was the, the night after War Games was the Jim Morrison-style promo with his back to the camera. Yeah. It's it awesome. Yeah. Sting was basically framed. And the we as the audience, this is a wonderful play on the audience. The the audience believed that Sting had turned, but it wasn't really Sting. And Sting was so hurt by the fact that we were so fickle in our love for him that he it made him go dark. And this was so different and wild. Yes. And that Sting would do this. Sting was the WCW guy. Yeah. Look at the contrast too. When you watch the Monday Night War show and you see the footage where they have that TNT presser about we're going to do Nitro. And Hogan rolls up on his bike and here's Macho. And then here's Sting on, in the pink jacket yeah. with the tassels and the sequins and the the box bleach blonde hair. And then like from what he turns to. And it just, it, it was like someone, all the joking we talk about in our timeline, someone thought this out. Oh yeah, like yeah. This is very well thought out. It's a great, WCW. it's a great moment because it seems all but certain that he's he's going NWO because he's rejected WCW. But then he has that cryptic. The only thing for sure about Sting is that nothing's for sure. And then leaves. And then I love because then like then Bischoff's like, talk. wait a minute. So he didn't join, or did but, he? But he didn't. What? He did not there's join. There's such good confusion. Oh, it's great. It's really and, cool. And he didn't speak. There's also those for a year. A year. Yeah. The and when did he line. finally speak? Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> Thunder. You're a dead man. You're what? a dead man. Yeah. And you. You. Yeah. You're a dead man. Yeah. You ain't got no guts. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I remember since just talking about Sting is the through '97 JJ Dillon offering Sting all these members of the NWO to fight, and Sting would say no. And the crowd didn't want it either. I remember there was a... The crowd who, loved the NWO. Yeah, well, not that they didn't want Sting to fight. It would be like, well, you do this, and next month at insert pay-per-view, you'll get to fight X-Pac. And Sting would know. And the, he would point his back. Yes! 
And there was he would point his bat to the crowd, and there was someone's like, Sting wants Hogan. And then like, no, 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 and then Sting would leave. Um, and then a month or two later, we're going to let you fight Kurt Henning. And it's just like, no, no, no. And then finally, Sting goes out and gets the Hogan. Like, someone's got like a Hogan is God sign. And Sting goes and gets the Hogan is God and points the bat at J.J. Dillon's face. Mm-hmm. And then J.J. Dillon goes, you want to fight God? The thing that's so interesting about this is that when he did the black face paint, uh, it was fall 96. They could have easily, in short-sighted booking, set up a match between those two at Starcade 96. Yep. They didn't. They set it up for Starcade 97. And Sting did not wrestle for like a year and a half. He'd just come out and beat ass and leave yeah, it the it third hour. Yeah, it was incredible <laughs> like, how they booked this. Yep. Like, Sting, I mean... He was basically a part-time wrestler before it became a thing. Yeah. And we loved it. Mm-hmm. It, it, it kept us tuning in to see what Sting was going to do. Lurking in the rafters. I remember when the face paint changed, because he was Crow Sting. And oh, then, yeah. like, uh, New Line or whoever had the rights sent them a cease and desist. So that's when you start getting the tears and the, the different running. Because you go back and I was like, wow, that... Is yeah, really going to be another Crow movie? That'd be great. Hey, he'd sit in the rafters. Sting had great uh, video vignettes. Yeah. Uh, on Nitro with the Crow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music was Chopping awesome. down and snatching up Macho Man. And the way that his body uh, was when he would fall. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of wrestlers, when they come down, or when they used to come down, they'd either like hold something, or do like Shawn Michaels at 12 is always what I think of. Mm-hmm. Sting's arms were always like this, and he would just go down. It looked like a lifeless body. Yeah. And this is Sting, like one of the most energetic wrestlers of all time. And the second he'd hit the ring, that would come out. Yeah. Yeah. He, one he, of the best wrestlers to use in revenge because you start with the back. <laughs> just don't be wrestling. Don't, don't, yeah, exactly. don't spear. wrestle Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. Because you have to hit hard to block it and you drop the bat. NWO, besides feuding with Sting, one of the best Nitro moments is when they did the Horseman parody because this is way before the DX parody. Yeah. This thing was cutting the way like they got... Do you I don't remember this. Oh man! It was, Holy it was, shit! It was long. <laughs> yes, it's a long ass. All right, so this is what ninety-seven. This yeah. is ninety-seven is when this was. Because this so, is before Henning joined the NWO. Right. So you had Kevin Nash as Arn Anderson. <laughs> the the one that's underrated is or is six as Ric Flair. He's yeah. constantly crying. <laughs> He's constantly crying. Yeah. Yes, and they keep. Yeah, it's so good. He, yeah, he's, he takes off his jacket. He's like soaked. Cone and his Mongo. <laughs> he just walks around behind with the dog. Him with the dog and just doing four. <laughs> just doing the four. Yeah, those are four. And then right you had. Um, and it was, was Buff, was Kurt Henning. Buff was Kurt And he did a damn good yeah, Kurt Henning. Yeah, he had the. Because he, he had the towel on his shoulder. He had the uh, the fake ponytail. Yeah. And what was his? What did he keep doing? He was kept some of the gum. Spitting the gum out. He kept spitting the gum and smacking it, and he would miss, and he'd pull out another piece of gum. <laughs> <laughs> so like the promo is long as hell, but when <laughs> you hear great. like the mo- the um, well, you can't talk about this promo without talking about the week before, because it was a parody. Because there was a, a horseman par- promo where the horsemen were wanting Kurt Henning to join the horsemen, and there had been all this teasing of who Kurt Henning was with, and here he comes and. Arn Anderson comes out because he's hurt. He's not going to be able to wrestle anymore. And he gives this. He gives Kurt. You're taking. You're not just a horseman. You're taking my spot. And he talks about how important. Kept saying my spot. The not this. Is, spot. This. This is. Yeah. The enforcer. This is not just any spot. This is my spot. He rambles on about the spot for five minutes, which is now where you cut to Kevin Nash as 
as Arn Anderson, liver spots on his oh, head, God. carrying a styrofoam cooler with beers <laughs> and a gut. And he's talking about, you know, like... When he goes to town, he man, sometimes I just go get trash at the bar. And he does all this stuff. It's very cutting towards Arn Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, he jokes about rambling yep. as he rambles. Yes, he does. And he, um, oh, God, he, he the, does the my spot. The, the, he, goes, he goes, this is not This is not just any spot. Not a dog spot, not a liver spot, but my spot. And then, like, <laughs> Buff as Henning and him, they shake hands in this hammy handshake for like a minute just cheese grinning like a freeze frame at the end of a sitcom. It's it's, it's really funny to watch. It is it's way longer than the Nation DX one. Like yeah. the Nation DX one is very nice and compact and you get in yeah. you get out and everything. And they do obviously more par- when they did the, they parody the McMahons down the, the road. The corporation, yeah. yeah. The corporation as well. They did all This one was so good. And what's the the bummer is that like I well, the interesting thing is backstage, like, the horsemen were incensed. They As were they so be. pissed. Yeah. And I think Flair was even more pissed because it was like they didn't get a rebuttal that night. They get a, they didn't get a chance to answer it. Into the nation. But it was <laughs> it was so good because it just showed that, like, like in a way, like, man, those NWO guys, and they're cool as shit, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, because they're not, like, they're <laughs> not just like, we're going to beat you up and run. It was like, we're going to embarrass you. Yeah. We're gonna make fun. We're gonna do stuff. We're gonna make fun of your weight, the fact that you're old, yeah. you're crippled, but you still think you have a spot, and blah blah. blah. Yeah. And we're gonna hurt Jesus. you in ways that don't heal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, match wise, just to kind of mix it up for a oh, second. Oh, one more moment. Yeah. Well, one more. The Rey Mysterio long dart. <laughs> well, that's that's going into some of the the, the chaos. Yes, because that the, that looked devastating. Yeah. Poor Thought wrestling was real for sure. <laughs> well, Kevin so Nash. did the people in that neighborhood. Because if I'm not mistaken, they called the cops. <laughs> That's right, they called the cops. You see, Macho Man running. They're like, Macho, after them. And I was like, No, Macho's going to talk to the cops. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Was that a Nitro when, when Macho jumped on the limo? And yeah, uh, that he's, could be. he's on top of it like yeah. uh, Dirty Harry. <laughs> 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 Anyway, so, so matches. Match-wise, like, um, one of the first big ones that sticks out in my head is when Lex Luger beat Hogan for the belt on Nitro. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Remember Randy Anderson? <laughs> <laughs> he grabs his head. Yeah. Like, I it's can't so it. weird. He's like, yes! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to send it to you. It's unbelievable how ridiculous he's acting. And I can't believe it! He gave up! <laughs> Idiot! <laughs> <laughs> All you had to do was just Hold pass on. out. Hold on a minute. I I we're gonna we gotta post that. <laughs> no! No fucking way. Yes, yes sir. <laughs> Mr. Actor man, we both come from this we we've been we've been on similar streets. <laughs> we've been down some of the same roads. Oh I'm gosh. gonna gift this. Alright, so <clears throat> this is we're gonna get Charlie for you doing a reenactment of Randy Anderson finishing the match. All right. All right, one go. One. Oh, wait, he gives up. Say he's accent. got him in the rack. He he's got him in the. Oh, bring the. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he did. Hell That's yeah. what he did. It's yeah. perfect. The, that that will be gift, and that will come out on the. Uh, That's on our the day of the to you. Oh, <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, now you look but, like Doc Brown. How clear was it? Because remember we talked about in the Hogan episode that Hogan didn't lose mm-hmm. and didn't lose like this ever. No. Up to this point, really. Well, well it, it, there's a receipt. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, in a week, on yeah. Nitro, right? Yeah. Right. Oh my 
God. It, it was just neat because they really, and they do it up nice. Everyone comes out, they they, they pump up Luger, you know, they Pick lift him up. up. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a cool moment because, to be honest, Lex Luger moments are few and far between after this. Well, WCW moments as not non-NWO is bad because this is where the, the, the NWO was just killing them. Mm-hmm. And if you were someone that that had a chance against the NWO, chances are you joined the NWO. Mm-hmm. And um, cruiserweight division, like this was new. This wasn't something that you saw in WWE. You got any matches that stick out from that? Like uh, big ones? Any matches between um, Juventud and Rey Mysterio? There you go. Uh, yeah, this is the first time we saw Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio was so fast. So mm-hmm. quick, and never had seen anything like him in mainstream wrestling, WWE, mm-hmm. WCW. Yeah, and like I said when I sent it to you, I truly believe he made the lucha libre style of professional wrestling accessible to mainstream audiences. He had a cool mask, he had a great look, and he had a great move set. But he also had great opponents. Yeah. Um, and the, yeah, the people that they always paired him with in those opening matches, because that's the thing, as I recall, is that cruiserweight matches tended to open the show. Yeah, and they which were, we've kind of seen. Yeah, in our but the cruiserweight division during the oh, ninety-six night and day different. Dean Malenko. Yeah, like yeah. his matches with Dean Malenko. Psychosis. Uh, Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. Dean Malenko. Yeah, their cruiserweight division was so good and so cool and it's so varied. And then you know, it turns out they pulled these guys from. Mexico, ECW. And here, here's kind of the weird thing. Like at the same time, like they showcase a lot of good ones. They killed so many good cruiserweights by giving, like, they made so many good ones look like shit. Like, I joke about, and, and, I, and we've all joked about a lot of these guys Super Colo, L. Dandy. Yes. These were actually really good wrestlers. Yeah. We make fun of them how they look in WCW, but if you go back and see some of their stuff before then, they look like monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What stuff they're doing? That's the one downside that's never talked about. Well, like they showcased a lot of good cruiserweights. They buried a ton of others. Well, yeah. on the flip side of that, okay, so they took these cruiserweights, these new guys, and they moved these other guys aside or didn't showcase them enough. Don't worry, they're going to kill these guys too because yeah. what there was that period of time where they took the masks off. Oh yeah, Hoovy had to take his mask off because it was a stipulation in the match he had with Jericho, which was right. some of the. Funniest stuff oh, yeah. that Jericho did. Yeah, yep. you know, like some like all the he, jokes about his face. You know, and Hoovy's not a bad looking guy, but the, according to Jericho, it's sloth. <laughs> so, well, Hoovy also looked like he was twelve, just like Ray. Yes, he did. And when Ray took the mask off, was the next thing you're gonna say is probably Ray, one of the worst. Ray took the mask off, and this is something that WWE wants you to forget. Uh, they, uh, it's not in. You hardly see any footage of like filthy animals or shit like that in yep. WWE footage. Um, other matches. Um, let's I talk about when Goldberg first showed up. Yeah, you talking okay. about the, when, the when he Hugh fought Morris. Hugh Morris. Go, guy's already in the ring. Here comes the Dungeon of Doom music. Here's the laughing man, Hugh Morris. Well, he's gonna beat this guy. Oh, that's that's a big looking guy. It's over. That's a big. That's a big dude. How I'm about not, all right? So I'm right not, in that same territory because it's it's in the beginning. You remember when Regal fought Goldberg on Nitro, and it's yeah. the most. Inf- it's like this. This infamous oh, match where it's like Regal was shooting on him. Regal was trying to make him Let's look bad. Let's see if he can have a match that's longer than two minutes. Right. And he couldn't. Regal. I take Regal's side in this 100%. Oh, I do too. He tried to, tried to test him and work him. And it's like, no, you may, you try to make him look bad. You're fired. Get out. No, he slowed the, he slowed down the pace of a Goldberg match. Um, and that's solid. Hugh Morris, not, not a fan. Not at all. But he made Goldberg look strong. Yeah. Uh, he really Especially did. when you saw him get jackhammered. You're like, yeah. whoa. Wow. And this, and this was the beginning of 
the streak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was that was another reason to watch Nitro to yeah. see if if he was going to lose it. Because I was a, what I was no. a, like, and I love some of the weird circumstances. Like you had him beat Haku. I'm sorry, Ming okay. and the Barbarian. Who like? Wait, wait, wait. These guys, like, who Ming is by far, like, if wrestling were real, everybody's dead but Ming. Ming would have kill, <laughs> yeah, killed everybody, yep. and he probably would have uh, have a small Hulk on his backpack and go raise him to be a big Hulk or something like that. It'd be Jeez. some fucked up thing like that. Way to pull but it out. The thing is, that's cool. Were some of the weird circumstances you throw Goldberg in? Well, let's see what he does in a three on one. They would do that. And I was like, cool, why not? Mm-hmm. So they would try and step out of it. The one that you mentioned that does get some play. When Goldberg beat Raven on Nitro, you don't he, talk about it anymore. They, now, that was so that was cool. Because it sucks that Raven only got the belt for less than 24 hours because he beat DDP that showed the night before at Stampede. Yeah, right. But then to see Goldberg, like, just, it's not even systematic. He just kills everybody one by one as they just uh, try and onslaught him. Mm-hmm. He just destroys this the entire a, this plot. This is interference that works. Yeah, yeah. Because it made Goldberg look so strong. Yeah. And Goldberg speared Jack Cameron, wins the U.S. title. Now, another one you mentioned, I think you mentioned it too, that um, this never gets talked to. Everyone talks about Goldberg and Hogan. What's neat Scott though is Hall. he had to wrestle Scott Hall yeah. earlier, who had been gone for a little bit. And they don't say that. Yeah. And that was a stiff. Holy cow, what a good. He had yeah, to beat That was him. a stiff. Oh, it wasn't God. like it was bad enough Goldberg fought Hogan on Nitro. What's worse, and I don't know why, I, WWE loves putting WCW down. This is a perfect opportunity. This match wasn't even booked. Leading up to Nitro, this wasn't even a, a certainty. This wasn't even an option. Yeah, it wasn't like you were at school that day going, "Guys, Goldberg's going to wrestle Hogan," and or even Goldberg's going to wrestle Scott Hall. And if he beats him, he gets to wrestle Hogan for the belt. No. Yeah. So I think Nitro. This is when they were coming on an hour before Raw. It is yeah, still right? yeah, eight to eleven. So uh, seven fifty-seven. I was sick off my ass work, and I was uh, at my grandfather's house in Massachusetts. And I'm like, okay, I'll watch first hour of Nitro, and then I'll watch Raw. I watched Nitro. I watched the whole thing. It's a great episode. It's one of the best. And so they go, Goldberg is going to fight Scott Hall. And if he beats Scott Hall, he's going to fight Hulk Hogan later that night for the world title in the Georgia Dome. This was a Nitro that took place in the They did WrestleMania 30 on Nitro. Right. Where we went to see WrestleMania 27 is the same place that this Nitro had. And you also have to keep in mind, from what I remember like hearing about Nitro booked in the Georgia Dome, like you... It would be they had to siphon off like part of it. It doesn't matter. But no, I think it, this is one service where they didn't have to because yeah. they had that many right. people wanted this, to see. This it. is like a 80,000. I, I, I bet they only had seat. to do maybe a quarter of it. And well, he would have had to been turning people the away. Attendance was, the, the attendance was thirty five thousand. Yeah. Which it's about but for yeah, which is about half. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. This is a this is a nitro. This is huge. Yeah. Thirty five thousand people in a eighty thousand seat. Uh, dome for pretty much any event is pretty bad, but for Nitro, this was the biggest show of all and, time. And the the finger poke of doom one in Georgia mm-hmm. is close to that number yeah. of people, which is another is that in the dome also. Yeah. Yes, that was supposed to be big. Oh, <laughs> but I love. See, those are some of the Goldberg moments that I really, really enjoyed. And, and I was the, so excited. And I, what's funny is, is it's not a match, but it's a Goldberg moment that lives is still the best. Is Steel plate, Bret Hart. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm gonna get you on this one. Hitman edition, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, not a way to get you over, it, bastard. It's one of Bret's better moments. Uh, one of his few good ones, really. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that happened on a Nitro. Oh, so yeah. good. And uh, didn't know why Goldberg was knocked out from this from spearing. I mean, he's like Paul Orndorff doing the pile driver and <laughs> hurting his neck. But yeah, Bret Hart stands up. 
You know what also is good? The commentary is like, oh! The commentary totally just marks out. They crowded it. They were like, oh! I don't know if they knew about it. Probably did. The the reaction to it is really strange. Yeah, Brett pulls out that steel plate, and it's like, oh, yeah. Shifting gears. Two matches that kind of go, like, one thing that's not talked about a lot, like, when you talk about Ric Flair's work rate, when did it start to kind of drop off? Like, a lot, and... We still saw him in 2002. He has a great match with Taker that we love to talk about. 2007 match with Sean. Yeah. Jesus. 1997, Flair has an amazing year of great matches. Two big ones that stand out. Him and Savage on Nitro and him and Eddie Guerrero mm. have a bust-ass match that really showed that what Eddie Guerrero could do. Because we talk, we know what he can do with the cruiserweights because we just mm-hmm. talked about it. What was neat was to see like that how much Ric Flair had in the tank. Because even by 97, people were like, all right, yeah. You're done, man. Like, it's time to kind of move on. But to have, especially one with Savage as well, because goddamn, like, we remembered what WrestleMania 8 had, that build. But mm-hmm. they had a, their, their feud in WCW was so cool because Liz actually went with Flair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was so cool. They, that's, that was one that was fun, like, kind of going through and re- like going, looking up stuff for this and stuff. I was like, sure. oh, man, I had forgotten about it. I like it. how they, it's kind of like they went. Oh hey guys, these two have wrestled one on one before, and it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, let's love do it again. Oh, let's put it on free TV. Yeah, that's another one. Um, not really memorable per se, but memorable because I was there for the Nitro from I think '95 uh, or it might have been early '96. Only memorable for me because the main event was Hogan and Savage versus Arn and Rick. Uh, which is a huge That's main true. event for a Nitro. Yeah. yeah. Which is a, a recurring thing that you're going to see. But, you know, and of course it ended in a DQ. I, I think no Hogan, gonna... Hogan dropped the leg on Arn, I think. Yeah, and, of course. Uh, yeah, build on that because it was, again, something both of us and some other people, because we're going to get, once we get through a lot of ours, we're going to bring up some of the people that have written into us as well. We had so many. We had to kind of mm-hmm. narrow it down so that we can make them all on the show. But, um, uh, Nitro always ending. Oh, yeah. we gotta go. See, yeah. Okay, oh. so let's talk about that because that's what I was about to talk about on the on the other side of it, which is the way Nitro started and the way Nitro ended. <laughs> Nitro always started like two or three minutes before the time it was seven fifty seven. Right. It was so smart and clever, and then the way it would end, <laughs> it had to be at ten. There was no going over the time like WWF would do. Yeah. And the way they always booked it was like a fucking season finale of Dallas. Where, <laughs> where it was like, oh, who shot there? Oh, yeah. shit, it was all a dream. Yeah, every single episode. Uh, the one I always remember is when Sting fought Hogan for the title on Nitro back in early 98. Sting hits the Stinger splash. We're like, oh, and then, and then it folks, then we gotta, we go. gotta go. We're out of time. Yeah, and here it is. And what was it always with it? Mortal Kombat the series is up next. It was Mortal Kombat the series or Fuck Robin that Hood show. or the Babylon Five spinoff? Like they were like TNT's like, man, we got this popular lead in. We are literally gonna lead in to this. It was literally fake black show. Yeah, people at work that that I work with now that don't watch wrestling now. I was just talking to them about it because I was excited about this show. And there are three people that I worked with immediately that went, I was growing up watching that. And separately, it's not like they all sat together and they were like, man, one thing I remember is like, because everybody was young, it was like, it was bedtime. Once wrestling was over, I had to go to bed. Yep. And I used to hate it when I would hear, fans, we gotta go, we're out of time. And I just started laughing because it was like so many people. I'm glad people remember it. Yeah. Because it sucked. And it was actually like, it was like one of the first times that I began to really 
not like WCW. Because yeah. it felt cheap. Because they because, would do it at w- bad times. Right, and when they would come back the next week on Nitro, there'd hardly be any payoff for yeah. it. For anything that happened. Like, they wouldn't tell And you. it ended in a schmoz. Or, With the NWO. That was always the ending was, if you were in a match against the NWO, or, or could be anybody, could be two cruiserweights, and the NWO will still run in, and WCW guys run in, trash hit in the ring. Yeah. There's always a... It, it was trash always... It almost became a competition. Nowadays, now it's... We are awesome. We're crowds, and we're going to be smart and chant shit. We're going to try and outdo the other... Cr- the crowds back in those... The way they outdid other crowds was, who can throw more crap yeah. into the ring? And, and, yeah, and creative stuff. I'm going to yeah. set this yes. bag of poop on fire and throw it at Scott Hall. Still, Scott Hall getting nailed in the head with that cup of soda or yes. beer or That's piss it. or whatever it was. Still I love loaded cups. The guy <laughs> thrown into the ring. Yeah. Yeah, just, Holy <laughs> smoke, yeah. Yeah, but... Um, uh, how about... How old are that, that period of time, about a year, year and a half... When every single episode of Nitro seemed like they were introducing a new member of the NWO. Yeah, yeah, that was like kind of like your which, 90s. Which is a great lead-in mm-hmm. to Diamond Dallas Page, yep. which was one of my favorite moments in all of Nitro. Because as much as I like Sting, I remember when I started becoming a DDP guy during his mid-card United States title run. Yeah. And this was something I did not want at all. NWO was... They were heels, but they were popular with our current age group or college age kids, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But we, you know, we were a little younger. We were still like, "Oh, WCW, don't die!" And then here's DDP, and they—they're gonna try to turn him. And it yeah. makes sense because he was a bad guy. He was a yeah. bad guy, but he was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smoking in the ring, smoking with a cigar, had a lady with him, made her do shit. I mean, you <laughs> see, cool. misogyny. Yeah, but Catch the way it. he did it, it was so. It was it was different than the way you saw it in WWF. Mm. There was something really trashy about the way he did it, yeah. and the fact that the woman he had was um, Kimberly. She was so hot, like, yeah. and just you, you could not imagine them together. And yet he had her. Uh, there was something about it that was just infuriating. But then when he started to have his face run, where he was the people's champion and stuff, that was that was great. But the moment where he's in the ring with Hall and Nash, and they offer him the NWO <clears throat> shirt, mm-hmm. puts it on. He puts it on. He shakes, was is it Scott Hall? He shakes Scott Hall's hand and Kevin Nash turns around like, yeah, and the crowd's pissed. And he pulls him in for the diamond cutter. That crowd exploded. When he yeah. ran up into the crowd and got into the crowd and then just rips the shirt off. And those people around that crowd, because it was like, this guy is the people's champion. Yeah. yeah. And let's perfect. talk about that too. WCW always had horrible, other than the NWO shirt, horrible t- t-shirt fucking designs. <laughs> horrible. Except for the NWO shirt and that one DDP shirt. First one. The, the, the blue one that yeah. you could do as a costume and revenge. Yeah. <laughs> what a cool shirt. On top of the DDP NWO one I put right up there is him as Laparka. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. So good. Even though you're like, well, Laparka's got a lot taller. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. I kind of Kurt Russell. Okay, what the hell's <laughs> under the hood there? But him against Savage, you're like, oh, Savage is going to kick this guy's ass. Yeah. Like, no problem. And and it's it, like, when it gets past two minutes, you're like... What's going on? And then when he breaks out that diamond cutter and he pulls it off, it's like, oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> so cool. So cool. Because I've never seen, then again, I've never seen anybody pull that off since. Yeah. Not really. Like no. The Miz. Not like remember, the Miz is the. The Calgary kid? Kind of, kind of, but not as high profile as that. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> uh-uh. All right. So, um, promos. Guys, what mm-hmm. promos? We talked about the NWO as the Horseman promo. 
there any other promos that stick out to you is like you know on my Nitro that are memorable? Mainly vignettes. Uh, Raven. Raven's promos and his little vignettes were very interesting. It was a very different character, and and that leads to the whole flock thing, right? You know, which was weird. Like it was just like, that was the first time we saw Billy Kidman, and the shit Raven would say. Not know, the first time we saw Billy Kidman. Kidman was <clears throat> first time I he saw was him. around yeah. before. That's first time he, I saw him too. I agree. But he, but yeah, he, he was, was around. He was yeah. around, and then it was that was when Raven was going through and was beating the shit out of like no names. Like he he took Buff's forgotten partner. <clears throat> And Scotty Riggs? Scotty Riggs. Scotty Riggs and Buff were the American males. And when American Buff, males. Right. And then when B- Buff comes running down to the ring and Scotty's with him, thinking they're going to fight the NWO, and Buff joins the NWO. Best thing shakes it, He looks at his hands and then looks at Scotty, and Scotty says no, and they beat him up. Scotty just kind of went nowhere. And then he has that one match with Raven. Raven takes out his eye with that drop right. hold to the chair shot. And then he... That was like, other than Saturn and Stevie Richards... I was the first member of the flock. I do love in wrestling that when I just destroy you, I I might as well join you. Can't beat him, join him. I mean, that's that's the whole mentality. But it was, and, he he but, broke people down and used his mind. The flock was a weird stable. I love. I only them. remember I only remember them really because of, of revenge. Mm-hmm. So you you got sick boy, Reese's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, Lodi. Lodi. Yeah. Uh, what, 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 um, what, Sick Boy and Riggs. You got did you Riggs know? and, and I would get Raven Sick Boy and, and Riggs confused yeah, a lot. Yeah, and Perry Saturn. Perry Saturn, Billy. There Kidman. we go. And this is one of the unsung angles in Money Nitro. Uh, the the feud between the Flock and Perry Saturn. Yeah, which was so good because mm-hmm. Perry Saturn, I, he's really underrated. If you've only if you only know him from his WWF work, uh, that's not no it's Perry terrible. Saturn. No. no, the Death Valley Driver. And, yeah. uh, you know, the Rings of Saturn the rings so of Saturn. cool the yeah. first time he broke it out. Yeah. So, His yeah. matches with Raven were great. The promos were good. Yeah, that, solid work. Promo-wise, like the first one was I, Abuse of Power. Yeah, Rick Flair's in Greenville, That's just down one. the road. That was a big deal. Holy smoke. The, the, the a building they were in had been open three days. That first week, because that was the first week that that building was open, 1998. Janet Jackson, Travis Tritt, Pearl Jam, Monday Nitro. That's big, man. Those last two are really good. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> even think about, I mean, like at the time, that's not even, that's huge, that's huge. stuff. Mm-hmm. I asked, I, when I was talking to Mike Mooney, I was like, man, what makes you pop? Because you've seen so much stuff. Yeah. And you've written so what ma- What made you pop the most? And he said that. That promo made him pop the most because, because you know, obviously Mike Mooney had good friends with Ric Flair. Like, you know, sure. they've. At the time, like so much of that shit was real, and mm-hmm. you could see it coming out of Ric Flair's eyeballs. He probably had another poor man's probably had another heart attack backstage. He was so impassioned by it, but it, damn good promo, solid, mm-hmm. solid one. Not that these are good promos. I always remember Nitro, and very much the same way Raw's starting off with oh, authority. Yeah. Nitro's starting off not just with the NWO segment in the ring, but with Bischoff? Eric Bischoff, and and. Bischoff's and how ridiculous it would get and and like I said like his ridiculous appearance what I meant by that was his hair he had great hair that he dyed yeah but then he would shave it off and grow a goatee and mm-hmm. seem like overnight yeah and mm. and and the stuff he would talk about you know I always remember the motorcycle yeah uh, king of the world yeah it feels so good to be king I think they'd been behind in the ratings for a while when they did that one but it was it was just grating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that Eric Bischoff, who was 
as far as we knew, like Vince McMahon was, like on commentary before we knew that he actually ran the place. Um, and these 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 weren't good. Yeah, and, and with Hogan in the ring with them and, and them gloating. I had a first-hand account of the abuse of power. Oh, yeah? Yes, because uh, a lot of people that I talked to were there. I mean, it was here. Yeah. So a lot of people were there because that was the night the Horsemen reunited where it was that, Flair, Arn, Dean, and Chris Benoit. That was a great Horseman. Right. Saber. And the commercial, it goes to commercial during the Flair-Bischoff confrontation. And Bischoff's leaving, and Flair from the person that was there is in his face. This is the same guy, mind you, that wrestled Benoit in a dark match, he said, but they gave him the shitty ready-to-rumble seats, apparently. Quote, quote. Uh, said, but you could hear Flair just, like, swearing and, like, real hating on Bischoff. And that to the point where Arn was, like, not, like, wrestling, holding back. Arn's like, don't, don't. Like, don't do this. No. Like, and he said that the crowd was just feeling that. And it was this whole sense of, you didn't know it was real, te- like, real story, whatever. He's like, that crowd, if Flair would have jumped Bischoff, that crowd would have just probably gone crazy, and, and oh, the God energy damn. level people would have started fighting. Yeah, kind of thing. Um, for still talking about promos, Scott Steiner's. Oh man, on, on Ric Flair and, and, and telling people to change the channel to watch Stone Cold Steve Austin and calling Ric Flair an old bastard. Just the Dick Flair. Yeah, that's not Dick. him. That's somebody else. But that's Shane Douglas, I think. Right? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. but <laughs> but the fact that they didn't cut his mic. Yeah, they just let him go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just handled that after the fact. Oh, they did. Yeah, accordingly. But he, he came back. Um, that I remember that promo because I think I had switched to Nitro just to see what was going on, and I caught that, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I will go back mm-hmm. <laughs> and watch Raw." Yeah, celebrities and Nitro. Whoo, mm. pretty cool stuff. Um, Kevin I'm, Green. <laughs> Well, Reggie, that's, Reggie that's White. the first one I remember. Yeah, Reggie yeah. White wrestling for uh-huh. the church that got burnt down. Um, of course, the big the, one. The, the, the big one. Rodman. Dennis Rodman, who fit in with the NWO like so a glove. well. Perfect. It was like he had always been there. He's, he fit in better than Nasty Nick Hogan. <laughs> uh, this, this story that hit the paper uh, like the following day, which was so cool that... Dennis Rodman had skipped Chicago Bulls practice. Michael Jordan, Chicago Bulls Michael practice. Jordan, yeah, Jeez, the greatest yeah. Chicago Bulls. <laughs> Jordan Pippen. Remember? Rodman, where you at? Yeah, to go to Monday Nitro to hang out with Hulk Hogan and, and work an angle. Great stuff. And then it comes back with Carl Malone to set up, really, other than Starcade 97, what was probably the biggest show that they, that they did that wasn't, like... Nitro, mm-hmm. yeah, that 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 was cool stuff. No. Jay Leno, the Jay Leno thing. Did Jay Leno actually come to Nitro? No, I don't think he did. But because they did. Hogan them. went to the Tonight Show. I remember watching it. Yeah, I mean, they did broad. They broadcast the bit on Nitro that mm-hmm. they showed up on the Tonight Show and they worked the angle and everything. And um, they no, he never actually showed up. But Kyle Busch, hmm? oh, if you're yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. NASCAR mm-hmm. racing guy, he was a member of the NWO. To Mark Martin. Who was the WCW friendly yeah. driver who had the WCW part? <laughs> Good lord! Um, what are some of the other? Do they have any other like really uh, ones that stick out? Promos? I'm sure. Are celebrities? Uh, oh, celebrities! Um, 
There's well, literally... Shaq, but Shaq wasn't there for night. I remember for, Shaq being at beach, mm-hmm. right? But he yeah. wasn't there for night. The dinner in the movie, guys. But that was a thunder. And about right. Gerwich and uh, I, 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 I used to love dinner in a movie. Oh yeah, it was great. And that was fun. Um, beans and cornbread. Yeah, the beans song. Beans and cornbread. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I I distinctly remember about Nitro that Ron never did. The Panama City show with it outside, mm-hmm. it looked so much fun. They when they would do that, even though like I'm sure that was a shit show for financially. I don't think yeah. it, I think they it was didn't a free make show. Money. It was yeah. free. It was on spring break. It looked, it looked so like much fun. Someone was going Sting in the water. comes out of a helicopter yeah. to descend oh to the god, ring. The budget. <laughs> oh my god. It looked Well they like, didn't have to rent an arena. That's true too. Just looked really cool. It was very. Like, they would do that. I think they did that every year. Up that was the final nitro too. Was outdoors. Yes, it right? was. Yeah. And they did not plan that, but that fit perfectly. It did. They're yeah. Really cool. So I thought was, that was kind of neat. Um, what other ones you guys got? Any... Well, I don't want to get to the bad stuff yet, because like, I, I like talking about the stuff oh, that yeah. nitro did that was fun. Sure. Um, uh, not that this is a bad thing, but it is funny. The opening Nitro video from the original Nitro, uh, <laughs> with all the wrestlers doing their shit and posing, and then there's Vader doing that, Wah! and it, <laughs> Vader never wrestled on Nitro, mm-hmm. never, nope. never mm-hmm. talked on Nitro, never did a promo. Um, I believe he was, I think he was fired uh, prior. And not at the time, he was on suspension. And he was got on fired suspension? After. Oh, okay. He was on suspension. Um, was- some of the feuds... That still carried over to Nitro, which I love because this goes back to the part of it to the fans. We got to go. We're out of time, but we talk a lot about Sting and Hogan, the Steiners versus the Outsiders. Yeah, over that time period, ninety-seven into the beginning of ninety-eight. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, the title changed hands on the pay-per-view, but there are two Nitros where the Steiners beat the Outsiders for the belt, and. It might as well. I mean, it had the the feeling. I was, I remember it. We were all of us that were watching. There was like six of us. I mean, we were just kids, but still, it was like this is. We're just screaming. We're hoping it happens this time, and it you know, and it does. And this is right to the the one I'm talking about in particular is the buildup of Scott turning, because this was on a run where Scott was getting all the wins. See, that's what I was going to ask. Did he turn on? I remember when he turned on Rick, but was that a nitro? I don't. I think it was a pay per view when he turned up. Okay. I don't remember because I remember that was shocking because it was like they there was it was there was a time period built for it. it was just all of a sudden it's because Scott was getting all the wins he would win all the time. Wasn't there a time period LOD or Road Warriors were back? They were back briefly before mm-hmm. they but they never fought the Steiners. I tried. That I, was a match I, I always wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember for the life of me the what Steiner they brothers did. Brothers were a great tag team. Man, yeah. They really. This is a story of two brothers. Rick and Scott. Yeah, uh, like their WWF stuff is and not is no uh, like WrestleMania nine. That's it. They have the match of the card, the match that nobody talks about as a great match. They, when they fight the Head Shrinkers, yeah. that fucking Frankensteiner that he gives oh, yeah. to Fatu, holy crap! Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, their WWF stint was horrible, but their WCW stuff. As a team, really sticks out. Yeah, yeah, Re- really, really dig their work. One that it's, it's over the saddest of circumstances, but arguably the best Nitro match ever is Brett and Benoit. Yeah, mm-hmm. unbelievable. It's so good you have it twice on the list. I know. <laughs> well, what, do you remember that's a promo? The night after Owen died. Yeah. Uh, Brett came out, cut a, uh, one of those pi- promos like he did for Piper, and it, I I remember the 
the end of it was, um, I don't know where I go from here. I don't know what I'm going to do. And he disappeared for a while. Yeah, he did. And yeah. I remember not knowing whether or not he was going to come back. And then that match with Benoit Holy smokes. is an absolute classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And definitely Brett's best match in WCW. Yeah. And he handpicked Benoit for that. And they did it at Kemper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was very cool. And it's a great image of Brett, like, pointing yep. up uh, after the win. Yeah, definitely. Of the shittier times of WCW, that is a diamond in the rough. Oh, it's, yeah. Absolutely. It's arguably still their bed, the best Nitro match. Mm-hmm. Best oh, possibly. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. Um, definitely. Talking about we commentary. Not just commentaries, but like just one of the ones you had on the list about Zabisco and some of his jokes <laughs> and his zingers. And what was it you had about the giant? Oh, I remember yeah. that. Like even the evolution kid, of the giant. Even as a kid, I thought it was funny. Um, giant, big show, started coming to the ring at one point, smoking a cigarette. He would just smoke a cigarette and just walk to the ring, and it was very odd. And I remember Zabisco's call. It was so good. <laughs> well, yeah, at least it won't stun his growth. <laughs> yeah. That was a great line. And Zabisco wasn't really known for zingers. Not the time. But he, because he took over Mongo's spot after Mongo joined right. the Horseman. Well, let's talk about the revolving door of Nitro commentators. Because mm-hmm. originally, what was it? Shivani, Mongo, and Heenan. That's who it was in the beginning, as I recall. Wasn't Bischoff commentating in the beginning? Oh, sorry, not Shivani. It was Bischoff. Yeah, it was Bischoff. Yeah. Because I think Shivani was still like your Saturday night. Saturday night was still a thing, a yeah. big right. thing. And Mongo with, all, with his finger up his dog's ass. and mm-hmm. just like, Hold him. Yeah. He, what was it? From that Norma Dahl movie, Dirty Work? You think he's got his finger up there? Yeah. Dog's butt? Yeah. He totally has his finger up his ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- there was that. And then and then uh, Shivani came in. And then we got Mike Tanay, the professor. Yeah. And yeah, he was all right. I mean, he was so knowledgeable. I, I'll give him that. That's one thing. Like, so knowledgeable. A, especially with that new... We've got these cruiserweights coming in. Great. Oh, yeah. He provided all that information. Yeah. yeah. You know? And that was the good stuff. And he was a great bouncing off point for Shivani. Yeah. Like, him and Shivani could... It, they were so good together that Bobby Heenan kind of became an afterthought. Right. He was there just for the jokes. Right. And... Those are the three I remember the most. I do remember Zabisco, but mm-hmm. those are the three I remember consistently as... Like my definitive, like of the Monday Night Wars era, those well, are yeah, that's what I remember. Here's one thing I remember: Dusty, Dusty. Okay, yeah. Dusty, yes, yes, the, yes, 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 yes. It was Shivani, Dusty, and Zabisco. Mm-hmm. Are the ones that I and then Zabisco kind of goes away, and it's Dusty, Shivani, and Brain. Those Dusty and Brain, huh? man. Let me tell you, I wish, I wish that those two guys could commentate some of the stuff we see today. <laughs> That and I don't mean that in the jump on the bandwagon. I just mean how the, the work and just the... Dusty had one of my favorite lines. Because it didn't have a lot of lady wrestlers oh. in WCW. But you had Miss Jackie. Pride at, she, pride at Tennessee now. But it's Jacqueline and... and sorry, I think she was Jacqueline. Black lady with giant breasts from wrestle, for Royal Rumble 2000. Yeah, that's Jacqueline. Yeah, Jacqueline. Yeah. She was tough. She was booked tough as shit in WCW. And I don't I, even remember her. Anybody. She went ham on somebody. And it was on a Nitro. And I just remember this because it's still one of the funniest things. Um, she jumps on some dude and starts tearing him up. I can't remember who it is. I think it's Jeff Jarrett when Jeff Jarrett is there with the striped shirt and the yeah. blonde hair. 
And Dusty goes, that's not a woman, baby. That's a man in a woman's suit. <laughs> and it was just, and he just called it. And it was like his stuff, because the dust in this, the, I can't do it justice. There are very few people that can. But Dusty's accent and the way he spoke with some of the things he said would either make it so profound in the realm of wrestling or just overly comedic. Yeah. In a fantastic way. And that's one that I always remember. That's a that's a great call. Um, yeah, talking about real quick uh, them pulling w, uh, ECW talent, uh, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, you name it, uh, and they pulled the right guys mm-hmm. all the time. They did pull one guy who was not a good decision, and that was Sabu. Mm-hmm. I was say Mikey Whipwreck. They they, they took did. him. I like Mikey Whipwreck. That Mikey Whipwreck's whole point was to lose. Yeah, love. Michael, Mike, Mike, Michael, <laughs> Mikey. Exactly. That's Mikey Whipwreck. But Sabu, when he almost, I, you got to see it. Second episode of Nitro, he almost kills Alex Wright. Mm-hmm. Like it's a brutal match. And granted, they would like eventually get, which I'm waiting for this to happen. But they got Sandman later yeah. on as hardcore, hardcore Hack. If you're a wrestler, you don't want your name to be Hack, and you certainly don't want to put that nail on someone like the Sandman. But that Frankensteiner from hell that he used to do from like the time. Right. <laughs> the, the thing that was great about yeah Sandman was that he wasn't he was not a wrestler. Nope. No, he was an entrance. No, he was oh, and what an entrance! And you take that song away, nope, it loses all of its power. Where to next with Nitro? <laughs> um, logo change. Uh, the logo, the music, this, the, the old set from the nineties. The early, you know, the, oh, I love that set. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Nitro it. Girls. Nitro Girls. One thing that really set it apart. Yeah. Is it just we're going to commercial break? Da, 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 mm-hmm. Just like here comes some synchronized dancing. Yeah. And then would have slowly start turning into characters that you knew and. Right. Hell, they had a big part in the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were a plot point. They were a plot point. Yeah. Of course, with commentary, like one thing and, and I say is, or giving away giving away finishes. But since Seed's comment, like there were some downsides to the mm-hmm. commentary as well, even with sure. the, and it's sad because you know they're being fed. Well, and you need to do this and stuff like that. See, it's weird. I I must not. I I I've seen it on the network a million times. I don't remember them giving away raw results. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I mean, I I know it happened. Yeah. But I actually have no memory of it. That's no. what you got to catch in those three minutes. But what I do remember is how and. In the early episodes, how they always Mongo and Shivani, Heenan, not really. He did it a little, but what they did was they always talked about not just where, this is where the big boys play, but this is the finest action that you'll see on Monday nights. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in the with the best competitors, and don't you dare change the channel. You heard this shit constantly. Mm-hmm. WWF didn't do that. They didn't tout it. Yeah, like I said, it was just a worldwide leader in sports entertainment. Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. always heard that. And that was it. And I remember that was, even as a kid, that was a turnoff. And I was like, I'm fully aware of the other company. I really like yours. Yeah. Just be your own company, which they did. But they would always have that chip on their shoulder that they didn't want to be number two. Yep. And I don't... I don't want to go into the ratings or anything. No, that's I don't just, think that's, that's necessary. Just We're just talking. Because oh. those aren't memories. Those aren't memories. You don't remember. I clearly remember they had a 6.8 that Monday. Go, throw out with some of, so let's talk about what other people have said. People have sent into us. Um, I've got I've got the 
the one I was able to pull from the email here for Jason, what were some of the people that you talked to at work? Yeah, I mean, it was the, the we gotta go, the abuse of power. Um, a couple people, one thing that's kind of, it wasn't on Nitro, but they remember Nitro parties. They that is went, a huge deal. Yeah, no, I don't remember that. I, I, mm. I don't remember. I don't remember the specific parties, but I remember it was always a, it was a thing to do. Was they would go a, to you could you had to. They would come to your school. They were because like, it was college level stuff. They would go to your college, and people were just you know the, obviously fraternity houses packed with people screaming at nitro parties and big multiple te- televisions, nitros on live feeds. Someone would be there, like generally it was like today or somebody's. Yeah. And it was a big thing. Like, it's it turned into, like, watching Raw, I remember, I, was, I like to watch this. Nitro gave you this whole, hey, it's a party. Yeah. You need to watch it with friends. That's a good Fans point. like an interactive experience. Mm-hmm. And, and, now, like, and now today, like, You don't have to be, much. you can still you, watch with your Twitter. friends. But, yeah, yeah, that little Twitter, Twitter thing at the bottom, where those manufactured crap tweets, yeah. which I hate reading those. I love reading them because I get so mad. I like it when they do it simply because I like seeing what match they're going to put it on. What match does WWE not find worthy enough to to be able to put this Twitter thing on? You know, and it's usually a Divas match or some shit like that. It's never a John Cena match. You never see that. So yeah, and and uh, and the tweets are awful. Oh, and, so and I, I love when shit's misspelled. Yeah, that's always what I'm looking for. It's grammatical errors as it goes by. I'm like idiot, moron. That, that's when you just got to alert um, Chris Benoit. I the way I'm trying to say it on Twitter because uh, he will uh, he'll find you. Mm-hmm. He'll get you if you if you take a if you take a picture mm-hmm. with a, a wrestling T-shirt on and you look a little sketch. Don't put it on Twitter because he'll find you. <laughs> I am so glad you told me about that account. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no. this made me laugh for so long, and I've even zoomed in because <laughs> it's such a sweet picture. I know, utterly ruined. <laughs> it is one of the best accounts, and what I love about it is it, it, it's in the worst taste. But sometimes, like you find humor in that. It's it's it, it helps. Easier it's cathartic. Go something bad. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm not gonna go anywhere. The the the. The fun part about it is when people get really angry and try to say something back. It's like, you know what he's trying to... You know what he's doing. Just If you don't oh, like it, just can don't you imagine go back to, how Nitro would have been no. with Twitter and hashtags? Oh, hashtag man. NWO. Hashtag NWO for life. Hashtag NWO too sweet. Hashtag too sweet. Jesus. It would have been horrible. Um, all right. So any other? what other ones from Morgan? I mean, there was just about? most of them because most of the people still lived around here. Yeah. And a lot of it was... They can't pull up because it'd be like, man, that it was always like Hulk Hogan and that guy. They they never know because yeah. they they've forgotten, but they remember watching it with people and families. Right. Um, and then the abuse of power thing—that's really a lot. What about you, what you guys? Um, Jim Ashley wrote into us. Yeah, he gave us a list. That I'm sure is going to be duplicated with other people and stuff. But he said, "Hey guys, I figure I'd give you a list of memories from WCW Monday Nitro." I didn't start watching until 1998, right around the time the NWO had their had their power struggle and split into NWO Hollywood and NWO Wolfpack. Yes, I realize I missed the height of the Monday Night Wars. Anyway, one of my first memories of Nitro was the night DDP and Carl Malone were headed to the arena driving a semi. That was pretty cool to see DDP and Malone get one up on Hogan and Rodman. Also, I remember the night... Goldberg won the WCW, uh, WCW title from Hogan and having to take on Scott Hall earlier in the evening. Yeah. I'm glad because 
just definitely doesn't get enough attention. It's a, it's a damn good match. But um, I remember when Eric Bischoff had his fake Tonight Show set up. It was agonizing to watch. Oh, yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Can't forget the night the Four Horsemen returned in Greenville, uh, which was my first exposure to Ric Flair, and I was excited. I heard so much about him, and I was not disappointed. From that moment on, I became a huge flair mark. Jim is actually, I think he's in Myrtle Beach, so he's not really, honestly, yeah, honestly not too far from us. I also remember, uh, I also remember the the day after Halloween Havoc. We haven't talked about this. I, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Okay, because I, I had it on the back burner. On Nitro, DDP won the WWS title for Bret Hart, typical WWE fashion. I'd rather blow my brains out. Of course, they showed the DDP versus Goldberg match from Havoc in its entirety on Nitro because the pay-per-view went longer than the anticipated, again, in typical WCW fashion. That made me mad because I bought the bleeping pay-per-view just for that match, and I think a lot of a people did. A lot of people did. did. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Hogan Warrior. Hell no. Yeah. The night after Starcade, when Flair beat Bischoff to gain control of WCW was awesome. I'll never forget marking out so much as Flair locked the figure four on Bischoff. One moment that still always sticks out to me is the finger poke of doom. It was stupid. Goldberg stalking Miss, uh, stalking Miss Elizabeth. Hogan running for president. NWO merging. Who booked Jesse that Ventura. crap? Jesse Ventura. The night DDP lost the WCW title to Sting, which yep. was a good match, only to get it back later on in a four-way match with Nash and Goldberg. That's something. Holy so yeah, smokes. That's the one time I'll talk about ratings. Yeah. I remember that in, my, in Mooneyham's column. Yeah. Bischoff had guaranteed a ratings victory that night against Raw, and they'd been losing for a while. Yeah. And they said, we'll win tonight because the main event is like a four... DDP, Sting, Hogan, and uh, one other big name, like something like Flair or something. And WWE put on the shittiest main event. And I, like I told you it was Boss Man and Midian. It probably wasn't that. <laughs> no, but it was something on the level of I, dude, just... I, is that not... It, it could be. I'm not for sure. Is that Patterson and Briscoe in the main event? No, because Patterson and Briscoe's main event was one of the highest watched segments. And, and, that, and that's what I was, I was just trying to remember. Like, I know it was in that area of 99. Yeah. Like, I'd, have, anyway, to, I'd have to look it up. It was the shit main event. The fans were already gone. WCW didn't even come close. Not even for that segment. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the segment... Was way under WWF's main event, so that was just I love that I, I loved watch you know when Bischoff would not have things go as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jim brings up another good one. That was right around the time Randy Savage came back and had another one day reign, only to drop it to Hogan for the W with the WCW title. By that point, I was sick and tired of Hollywood Hulk Hogan, which we all were. Around October is when Nitro took a turn for the, the bizarre, and that's when Vince Russo and his powers at B gimmick took over, and I didn't like that. Of course, I was shocked to see Mayhem Jeff Jarrett on WCW TV less than 24 hours after he dropped the the yeah, IC belt to China. Mm-hmm. To China, yep. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still watched, but my memories of Nitro after that were uh, after that point were few and far between. The reboot Nitro from Denver made me wonder what was actually going on with WCW. Then, less than a year later, Shane McMahon appears on Nitro to announce he bought WCW, which leads to the invasion angle taking a big, heaping, smelly, elephant-sized dump. On a hot summer day in Charleston, South Carolina. Now, do we want to talk about Final Nitro, or do you want well, to hold off on that? We'll hold off talking about. I mean, we know I, all this stuff. We, we're all very cognizant of all this stuff that you know is happening after <clears throat> our point in the timeline right now. But as sh- you know, I'll just say this: as shitty as WCW was at the end, and it was shitty, that Final Nitro. WWF involvement aside is quite good. It's very oh I cannot wait. It's very, That'll be a whole yeah. separate episode for us. Yeah. Um that's our last episode. While you're looking yep. up something else, real quick, 
I remember when I was going back through kind of researching to find out, oh yeah, yeah, I do remember that particular website, sports website. Uh, their initials are BR. Don't bother the fact check or edit their content because when they're going over some of the 25 most memorable moments in WCW Monday Nitro history, talk about how the four horsemen reunited in Greensville, North Carolina on a date that's not even a Monday. In typical BR fashion. That's right. I just don't want to accidentally say anything and piss anyone off, but that's fine. It happens a lot. On that particular website, I hate it. Was one that's like that's not something that just happened. Someone was typing. I can speak my firsthand experience on that. So uh, yes, yes, a list of twenty-five where you have to flip through forty pages. I hate. Yeah, yeah. I hate slideshows. I don't like them. And when I got bullied into fucking writing them, I always, I always got really pissed because I was like, I just want to read a piece. I just want to read yeah. four or five paragraphs, or in my case, twelve. And then go home. I don't want to have to click and I'm sliding through and then, the damn pictures yeah. like I'm a goddamn child. Yeah, and I also yeah. hate the, Sorry the, about the, that. the when it says there are 22 of 25 and the 25th slide is uh, the, like, the just first slide suggestion of the next article. For the next article. Yeah. Fuck you. All right. Um, after that, yeah, I stopped Blu-ray. watching com. wrestling regularly. I still don't watch regularly, but I do. I sure do enjoy watching old WCW stuff on the network. Despite their dubbing and music, including them putting the Y2J theme as Jericho's theme while he's have they? Yeah, See, I've wondered why they haven't done that for everyone. Like songs of some, he had like songs of summer, some something. He had. Um, I used to love Jericho. He had even flow. He had even flow. I mean, he had Who? something before Who had, he had even flow. Jericho's song was a WCW crap version of even flow, and on the I remember network, his face song on the network now. It's break the walls down, even though it's in WCW. It's so weird. It is weird to watch. Mm-hmm. But um, finally, he's, sorry for the lengthy. Uh, oh wait, wait. No, he gives us a good. After I stopped watching, blah blah. blah I watch on the network and I listen to podcasts like the Ross Report, Steve Austin Show, and of course the New Blood Rising podcast. Oh great. damn, that's that's great company. Sorry for the lengthy email, fellas, but uh, lengthy email. It's a lengthy podcast. Thanks <laughs> for sending it in. That's right. But it felt good to relive WCW Nitro, which I never made a point of missing, even during 2000, 2001. And his final quote: "I come from a highly educated university." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's perfect, man. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you sending that, and we all do. Um, we got a ton. I mean, honestly, like you know, going through a lot of the ones that we received. We, you know, we've overlapped and talked about a lot of them, but um, any final closing kind of thought, you know, kind of have to wrap it up? Um, go ahead, Jeff. Oh, thank you. Um, it's just going back and looking at it, especially how we're covering kind of the end and where you know it's the end of something, and you're talking about all these, these memories, and it's amazing that over a six-year run, for lack of a, you know, almost a six-year run, that so many of the the same memories are the same. Yeah. Like like universal and and you hear some of the same things not just about what's going on on the program but what was going on in your life. And it's a nice thing to yeah. hear other people going, yeah, I mean, I watch it, especially the people here I I don't watch it now. And it's like, why don't you watch it now? That's what you want to ask and yeah. like, oh, cuz WCW sucks. It's like, well, I've got a podcast for you, buddy. If, if Nitro uh I don't think still ever gets enough due. It was still actually a pretty good product for the most part. When WWE, you know, did they did they make all the right decisions? No, but these guys they don't make the same the they don't make all the greatest decisions either. But the thing is, they're in such a point now where they're almost that too big to fail kind of stage. WWF when they when they talk about Nitro on Monday Night Wars doc or on TV or anything in in hindsight, the only thing that they really say positive about it 
is that this was the show that made our show better. Yeah. That's what they said. Yeah. And, w- and Nitro was a lot more than that. Like, it, it really was. People weren't... There wouldn't have the numbers. I know we're not going to focus on the ratings. There wouldn't be the numbers for Raw that no. without those numbers for Nitro. Because if you look at the numbers, they were like in the twos. No. Like, when Nitro first started, 97... Yeah, when it's escalating at sixes. Yeah, when it's beating Monday Night Football. Yes, like both programs. Yeah, it would have been there would have been no reason for you to have to turn into that without competition, and I think that's part of the problem. It was such a great time. Yeah, to be a fan of wrestling, and not only a fan of wrestling, but to be a kid. Yeah, yeah, like because this was something we talked about at school every single day. All like a, a lot of. Pretty much almost every good friend that I made in, in those years were wrestling fans. And, and it was because of the shit that was going on in WCW and WWF that we had something to talk about. Right. And we would always talk about I couldn't wait to talk about wrestling. Sure. Did you ever have just... It's a it's an external Monday Nitro memory. Tuesday at school. Tuesday was... Because, yeah, it was always like, oh, okay, did you watch this? Well, I watch Nitro. I tape Nitro. I'm going to watch it later. But did you, And then we just swapped things See, Those were the good conversations. Yeah, yeah. But, but there were the people who were like... There were the at school, WWF people, WCW people, yeah, and that was kind of you know. No, nah, I, I like both. Yeah, you know, I like both. And even when WCW was bad or WWF was bad, it was like I wish they were better. And I was like, I wish I could pick it up a bit. I'm with these people now, but you know, I still miss th- when they were good. Yeah, yeah. Um, like th- th- it was, it was incredible. Now, granted, there, there was there seemed to be a bit of overexposure to wrestling. Kinda like with how many shows that were going on at the time, mm-hmm. but Monday nights, Monday was the day you hated because you had to go to school. But for five days. But at the same time, <laughs> if I can just get through this, yeah, I can watch wrestling. Yeah, I can, and I'll make it. Yeah, oh. it's I still like to this day. Like I get really excited at the beginning of Raw because I still like it, it sticks with me when the end of Monday would come and you got to go home and watch wrestling. That first segment. I'm always so excited about mm. for every single Raw. And a lot of times, you know, it it's just a, an authority promo or something like that. But still, like, because of when you the can see feeling, remnants. Yeah. It's that feeling, once again, of like, all right, what's what's one going to do and the other going to yeah. do to counter it or something like that? In the end, like, th- you can't have the success of Raw without somebody pushing it like Nitro. Right. And all these things we've talked about have really contributed to really was like a, a very memorable show. You know, it may not have been the best show, and granted, we've talked about the pay-per-views. We haven't talked about all the Nitros, and reading them, some of them just sound dreadful. But there were a lot of good times. And there are a lot of good times, and there are a lot of not-so-good times on Raw nowadays as well. So, But when a know, good time happens, it's like amazing. when Undertaker and Brock had that bust-ass brawl, yeah. like, man, it, it, it makes you feel like you did... Yeah, when totally. You were watching it back then, because the the way that you feel nowadays when you watch Raw and, you, and something really gets you pumped and excited. Oh yeah, it was like that every single week. Yeah, watching both of these programs. Sure. And for a for a while, Nitro was the better show, and the those were good times. Oh yeah, completely agree. Yeah, Jason. I mean, it's the same thing. Like, I just love the the feeling like you watch it now. And it's so hard. We're all jaded. We all are so into wanting to comment on it. Sometimes I find myself reading Twitter more than watching Raw. I generally (laughs) watch it on a delay so I can fast forward to the stuff I don't care about. 
And I hate I hate that I do that. Yeah, I know. But I have the, to. But back in the day, we had to watch it all. No, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, you could record it on tape and watch it later, but we didn't have DVRs yeah. back then. You had if you to wanted be. to watch it, you had to be there. Yeah. Right at that moment. And what's cool and is the stuff you had to you had to watch it all. Sometimes you saw things that weren't that everyone else wasn't saying, Oh, that's what you should see. You saw stuff you liked. Uh-huh. Right. And Fuck everybody else. Calling your friends in between for uh, oh, commercial breaks. Yeah. yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. It's <laughs> like, no, this is great. I gotta, I gotta go. We're out of time. Yeah. <laughs> They're back. <laughs> commercial breaks shorter than usual. Uh, Jesus, that was like one commercial. <laughs> yeah. And this was also back in the time. I don't recall this too often, but uh, it happens a lot now. They didn't used to take a lot of commercial breaks in between matches. I don't remember that. I, I also often. I don't remember. Like, that's why, like in this new era, is like I hate these commercial breaks during matches. That that's what I'm saying. Fucking drives me nuts. Yeah, during yeah. in the middle of a match, and you can always terrible. tell when it's coming because Michael Cole. Oh yeah. The tone in his voice changes. Somebody takes a spill to the outside. It's, usually, that's it. That's the can spot. can Kofi Kingston keep it up? Yeah, we'll be back. Yeah. Nope. And then he lost that match during the commercial. Uh, yeah, at one time, and uh, and that always comes back from commercial. Someone's in a chin lock. Yep. Uh, and the rep. Okay, we're back. <laughs> I need your help, people. <laughs> so that was fun. It's it's really fun to look back on it. And again, hoping in the future that there's more, you know, WCW stuff like Nitro that gets a little bit more play. Uh, I'm sure we'll be back in the future. So I'm gonna do the night the Thunder retrospective. Oof. <laughs> oh man. That's... What's your favorite memory of Thunder? Uh. Movies for guys who like movies coming was, out That's right exactly what I was about. But, um, <laughs> so next time you're going to catch up with us will be with Halloween Havoc. When it comes out, we'll see, but it'll be soon enough. Though. We'll come back with Halloween Havoc. Uh, yeah, once as we talked about Fall Brawl, first time we get to repeat a pay-per-view. We get to compare it now. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it can only get better right. compared <laughs> to that shit. Since this is coming out Labor Day weekend, right before we're, we're going to... Do you want to release it on... Yeah, that's Saturday. It's coming out September 5th. Yeah. Um, if they don't do anything about it, if you're listening to this that time, fucking Raw that sun, that Monday, Raw 20. Or Nitro 20, sorry. Yeah. Do it. Nitro 20. It was yeah. on a Labor Day. It's fucking Labor Day. Yeah. Blow up their Twitter. Nitro 20. Hashtag Nitro 20. At Nitro 20. That's it. Hashtag Nitro20. There it is. So, um... It was only on the air for six years. Isn't that crazy? Six long, agonizing... My advice was on longer than that. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, The podcast is at New Blood Pod. I'm at William Rankin 83 I'm at CM underscore staff. I'm at the Jason Kiesler, and this shot is for you, Nitro. We'll see you at night. Uh, Halloween Havoc (laughs) 2000. (laughs) At Mayhem! (laughs) It's got some... Fall... Uh, and mayhem <laughs> I am a loaded sex pistol Halloween Havoc 2000 Nitro 20 